This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. For the safety of your smile, use Pepsodent twice a day. See your dentist twice a year. Again this week, Pepsodent is proud to entertain the men and women in our armed forces. Tonight, Pepsodent brings to the patients of Torney General Hospital at Palm Springs, California, the Pepsodent Show starring Bob Hope and his special guest, Frank Sinatra. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob broadcasting from the Torney General Hospital in Palm Springs, Hope. <laughs> Telling you fellas to accentuate the pepsidin inside your bean and you'll never have a mess, mister, in between. <laughs> well, here we are at Palm Springs. Yes, sir, Palm Springs. That's a barbecue pit with a cover charge. It's very healthy, and these patients think living in Palm Springs is the last word. <laughs> the last word I could say on the air. <laughs> this hospital, this hospital is on the grounds of the famous El Mirador Hotel, and they're not used to these modern conveniences. One soldier just arrived here from the jungles of New Guinea, and they had a little trouble with him. He wouldn't check in until he spent the whole afternoon looking through the potted palms for snipers. <laughs> You know, you know, at the front lines, they really work fast fixing these guys up and shipping them back to these hospitals. They took a cast off a guy here the other day, and he still had two japs by the throat. <laughs> but this place is really ritzy here. The MPs here don't carry whistles. If you want to attract a private's attention, they walk up close and softly play Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata on a clarinet. All the nurses here are officers. Yesterday, 18 privates sprained their wrists trying to salute and get their fingers in their mouths to whistle at the same time. <laughs> a nurse, that's a girl who holds your hand, strokes your forehead, and gives you sleeping pills and expects you to dream about Indians. And things are a little expensive in Palm Springs, a little expensive. That's a local term, meaning if we all pool our dough, one guy can have a date and tell us about her. <laughs> yes, sir. And it's really tough to get a room here. I stood in line so long waiting for mine, that by the time I got to the desk, I owed three days' rent. <laughs> oh, it's really expensive around here. For $50, you can get a room with a shower. For $25, you can get a room with a wash basin. My room costs $5 every Saturday... <laughs> Every Saturday night, a bellboy comes up and wipes my chin off with a damp sponge. <laughs> what a broken-down joint. The manager said, please don't turn the fan off. It holds up the walls. <laughs> but I was very lucky. I had a room with a shower. Well, it, didn't exactly, it wasn't exactly a shower. The guy in the top layer had a leaky hot water bottle. Of course, I can always take a, a bath here at the hospital. These fellas have a swimming pool of their own. And this afternoon, one private sprung off the diving board, but he never got to reach the water. 
The second lieutenant yelled attention while he was still in midair. But these GIs here really enjoy swimming at uh, Torney Hospital. In between plunges, they sit around, order drinks, and when the waiter brings the check, they just say, never mind how much it is, they just charge it. And the waiter smiles sweetly and says, What's the matter, you crazy or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir, the flash for the stash. Say, uh, (laughs) is this your first trip to Palm Springs, Professor? Oh, no, indeed, I... I used to come courting in Palm Springs when I was young and cheeky. Young girl? And peaky. <laughs> How'd you know? Peaky. <laughs> How'd you feel? Sneaky. <laughs> Kelowna, this all sounds greaky. Look, uh, the joke is a leaky. Say, Kelowna, why don't you, why don't you get yourself another idiot and go dancing tonight? I know I'll hate myself in the morning, but get your hat. But you really like to swim here, don't you? Well, hope I learned when I was working on a whaling boat. No kidding. What did you do on a whaling boat? Well, you know the guy who stands up in front of the boat and yells, Ah, she blows! Yeah? Well, I used to run for the Kleenex. <laughs> but I, uh, I had a lot of interesting experiences <laughs> in that boat, Hope. I was once swallowed by a Cuban whale. Coloma, you were swallowed by a Cuban whale. How did you know it was a Cuban whale? It spouted rum and Coca-Cola. <laughs> I but, uh, but hope, really, I, my specialty is high diving. Oh, Professor, I don't think you're much of a diver. Not a diver? Watch, I'll show you. The swimming pool's right out this window. I'll do a flip right into it. You're going to do a flip? Yes, here I go. Heads up! Heads up! Heads up! What do you know? Came up tails. <laughs> poor Miriam, poor Miriam. He gets his using Miriam. That's the car she bought, not a guy with dogs. Hello. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Let's go. Oh, oh, don't be like Miriam. Use Miriam. No matter how many toothpaste you've tried, no matter how good a job you think your present brand is doing, change now to Pepsodent toothpaste. And in just one week, see if you don't find new brightness in your teeth, new sparkle in your smile. You see, Pepsodent, and only Pepsodent, contains irium, the exclusive cleansing ingredient. And Pepsodent toothpaste with irium removes the film that makes your teeth look dull. It loosens film and floats it away, quickly, easily, safely. Because it removes film, Pepsodent toothpaste with irium brings new brightness to your teeth. No wonder more people than ever before use Pepsi and toothpaste today. No wonder it's number one with the armed forces. So forget other brands you've tried. Change to Pepsi and toothpaste with Irium. And in just one week, see the difference. See if your teeth don't feel cleaner, look brighter. See how it uncovers the natural brilliance of your smile. Ask for refreshing Pepsi and toothpaste. Because Pepsodent, and only Pepsodent, contains irium. Dear Miriam, sweet Miriam, now she's using irium. Up and down the street, all the boys repeat. Some smile. Thank 
Enough, you're supposed to be convalescing, fellas. <laughs> I was Francis Langford singing I Dream of You. It's well singing, Francis. Nice sort of relapse, ain't you, fellas, huh? <laughs> Francis, how do you like it here at the Torney General Hospital? Oh, wonderful. Tell me, Bob, do they blow Reveille here, too? Of course. This is a military establishment. Gee, why don't they let the boys that are convalescing enjoy themselves in the morning? Francis, there's no greater joy than to hear Reveille and know you can stay in your nice warm bed while the bugler's out there freezing his ears off. Hey, France, uh, I've got a little surprise for you tonight. I want to present a fine guy who made the trip out here with us to entertain these boys, the Groner's nephew, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I 
haven't grabbed you yet, huh, man? <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Thank you, Robert. Well, how's old Spoonie? Fine, old Goonie. A little further, a little further for this way, Frank. You're in the shadow of the microphone. Look, uh... <laughs> sorry, you wore black. It's hard to tell you that. Look, <laughs> welcome to the Pepsi Show, Frank. Say, Bob, you didn't know I was around here, did you? Yeah, I knew. I noticed the buzzards flying overhead today. <laughs> but honestly, Frank, I brought you here by special request to the hospital staff. Hmm. Special request to the hospital staff? Yeah, they wanted these fellows to see how well off they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care what you say I was glad I could make it Fine And uh, sometime I'll have you on my program, Bob Oh, do you do high-class comedy? <laughs> yeah, but don't worry We'll explain the difference to you during rehearsal <laughs> I'd make you eat those words if you ate Frankie, your latest picture is Anchors away, isn't it? That's right, Bob. I played the part of a sailor. You a sailor? Yeah, what about it? Nothing, only I knew sooner or later they'd find somebody who could fit those pants. <laughs> but one thing I want to know, Frank, is this. How come the girls go so wild over you? Oh, I don't know. I guess it's because it's, I guess I'm the caveman type. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's supposed to be a straight line, you know. You're the you, know, you know that I was out with a girl last night And when she refused to dance I just tossed her over my shoulder And forced her to dance Yeah, Margaret O'Brien told me all about it <laughs> Come on, Frank, give me the lowdown Why is it every time you walk out on the stage The girls all faint? I can't understand it, Bob It's a study in mass psychology Do uh, you know what happens when I walk out on the stage? That's a study in mess psychology <laughs> <laughs> You've got me confused with Crosby. <laughs> Say, uh, you and Crosby are friends, aren't you, Dad? Oh, Lord, and I certainly are. There's nothing... <laughs> There's nothing he wouldn't do for me, and I'd do the same thing if he was walking down a dark alley. <laughs> but I don't know what you think, Frank, but Bing really likes you. He does? Sure, he thinks you're one of the greatest guys that almost lived. What are you trying to do, Hope? Tear me down? I'm afraid I'm a little too late for that. <laughs> but you know, Frankie, I've often wondered, how come you wear bow ties so much? Well, it isn't because I like them, Bob. It's just that when I wear a long tie, I fall on my face. <laughs> you, <Hiya>, man. <laughs> well, if it isn't nature's comedy, skinny and a step in. <laughs> You're just in time, skinny. Shake hands with another B2 complex. <laughs> Oh, man, who's that tall and undernourished, weak character you got with you? Boy, this is like Gravel Gertie laughing at Mrs. Pruneface. <laughs> Listen, Annis, what makes you think you're so tough? I've been punching cows all week. You punched any cows? No, but I stuck my tongue out at a rabbit. <laughs> man, who revived you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jesse, there's only one way to settle this thing. Will you fight? Yeah. Will you fight? Yeah. Well, well maybe we, we can, can think, think of some, some other way. way. <laughs> Say, Frank, I have a girl I'd like you to meet. Oh, uh, Bob, that's the last thing I want to do. The last thing? Well, if we hurry, maybe we can still make it. <laughs> Here she is, Frank. Francis Langford. Come on, Francis. Mmm, Zeus. Ooh, cute. <laughs> well, what about me? Quiet, Snoot. 
<laughs> Gee, Frankie. Gee. Don't get so excited, Francis. Well, he took my breath away. Well, you can't blame him, Francis. He needs it. <laughs> Gee, Francis, you know, you're just my type. Frank, that's no way to talk to a lady. Oh, don't pay any attention to nozzle snozzle. <laughs> you're on the air for a new sponsor, aren't you, Frank? That's right, Francis. I'm on for a company that makes beauty preparations. Well, Francis knows she's tried the complete line and loves it. Well, thank you, Francis. Mm -hmm. You should thank Bob for loaning it to me. <laughs> How ridiculous to think that I need makeup. Just look at my face. Ah! Sucker. <laughs> How do you like that? For Sinatra, they swoon. For me, they scream. Well, Bob, Frankie's voice does something to a girl. That's a lot of nonsense, Francis. Just a silly psychological reaction of the immature mind. I'll show you what I mean. Sing something, Frank. All or nothing at all. <laughs> all or nothing at all. Well, don't stand there, Frank. Help me pick him up. I never cared much for moonlit skies. I never winked back at fireflies. But now that the stars are in your eyes, I'm beginning to see the light. I never went in for afterglow or candlelight on the mistletoe. But now when you turn the lamp down low, I'm beginning to see the light. Used to ramble through the park, shadow boxing in the dark. Then you came and caused a spark that's a four-alarm fire now. I never made love by Latin shine. I never saw rainbows in my wine. But now that your lips are burning mine, I'm beginning to see the light. I never winked back at fireflies But now that I've found the stars in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I'm beginning to see the light Used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Spark that's a four-alarm fire right now. I never made love by lantern shine. I never saw rainbows in my wine. But now that your lips are burning mine, I'm beginning to see the light. I'm beginning to see the Frank, assisted by Trudy Ewan and the boy. You find the Red Cross on the right, Frank. 
despite years of faithful brushing, despite any other toothpaste you've tried, see if your teeth aren't noticeably brighter in just one week after you change to Pepsodent toothpaste. You see, Pepsodent toothpaste contains irium, the exclusive cleansing ingredient. Pepsodent toothpaste with irium removes the film that makes your teeth look dull. It loosens film and floats it away quickly, easily, safely. Brings new brilliance to your teeth. So forget other brands you've tried. Change to Pepsodent toothpaste. And in just one week, see the difference in the brightness of your teeth, the sparkle of your smile. Ask for refreshing Pepsodent toothpaste. Because Pepsodent, and only Pepsodent, contains irium. Dear Miriam, sweet Miriam, now she's using irium. Up and down the street, all the boys repeat. Some smile. Thank you. Some smile. Thank you. So folks, just be like Miriam, use irium. I'm Mark from Niles. And now we take you to the days of the Old West when bandits and outlaws roamed the plains and anything that howled had four legs. We find... I'll wait for Prindle. Wait for Prindle now. <laughs> we, we find two Western Desperados, Fearless Frankie and Dragalong Hope, right in the ring. Oh, give me land, lots of land on the starry skies above. I don't fancy me in. That's a mighty good singing, Slim. Would have sounded even better, Tex, but I got a goof in my throat. Got a gopher? You mean a frog in your throat? Nope, gopher. When we camp out, I gotta learn to quit sleeping with my mouth open. <laughs> Yippee! Yahoo! Hey, wait a minute. What are we hollering for, Tex? I don't know about you, Slim, but I must have put my spurs out in the wrong place this morning. <laughs> hey, how do you like your new 10 gallon hat, Slim? Oh, it's a mighty swell hat, but it's a little snug around the shoulders. <laughs> Over you, it looks good. Say, I... I must be a pretty tough hombre. Look at that sign on the tree. Wanted. Tex Hope. Yeah, look what it says on it. Also, 3,000 other army nurses. <laughs> draw your gun, Sonny. I shoot men for less than that. <laughs> well, draw. Do something. <laughs> well... <laughs> Just shot another sheriff. Guess I better put one of them their markers on my shooting iron. Not? Natch. Say. <laughs> say, Slim, you got the makings? Sure have. Here it is. Yeah, thanks for the bull Durham. <laughs> and thanks for the light. <laughs> say, partner, let's go rob a ranch. Let's go rob a ranch? Yeah, we'll steal a couple of heifers, heifers from the bar 3-3. No, sir, they got better looking ones than the bar T.T. <laughs> You sound so ambulatory. <laughs> Here comes the stagecoach, Slim. Let's knock it off. Here they are. Stop those horses. Hands up. It's a holdup. We're going to take off the gold bricks. Gold bricks? What do you think I'm running here? A troop train? <laughs> Corona, you're the driver? Yes, little beaver. I'm a real... <laughs> I'm a real... Little heaver, a little beaver. 
I'm a real Western stagecoach driver. If you're a real Western stagecoach driver, where are your chaps? Don't have any. Always use talcum. <laughs> All right, Kelowna, reach. Okay, I'm reaching. Higher, higher, higher. <laughs> Down these victory shorts. <laughs> Kelowna, we're desperados and we're going to hold up your stagecoach. Oh, no, you don't, Hope. You won't hold me up. I'm an honest, upright citizen. You and I don't speak the same language. We don't, eh? No, we just don't speak the same language. Oh, I see you brought along an interpreter. <laughs> Kelowna, how come there's only one horse pulling the stagecoach? Where's the other horse? Passengers needed a fourth for bridge. Kelowna, a horse couldn't hold up the cars. That's ridiculous. What's ridiculous about it? A jackass is holding up the whole stagecoach. <laughs> We'd like to go in cahoots with you. What would you like to do? We'd like to go in a cahoots with you. Okay, hop in. Fair is three fifty to cahoots. <laughs> cahoots, that's a suburb of Cathedral City. <laughs> you can't stop me, Clone. I'm gonna take your stagecoach. You can't take the stagecoach, Hope. I've got the fairest flower in the West in there. Oh, Miss Vera Vague, what? <laughs> Yeah. You should have stayed in the sack. <laughs> oh, you dear boy. <laughs> you know, I have a wonderful rope trick I'd like to show you. If I could only find a tree. Uh, <laughs> come on, Tex. We've got to find that dough. Well, why don't you take me? Oh, we know you haven't got it. Oh, well, it almost worked. <laughs> Listen, Mom, you shouldn't be so glad to see us. We're bad men. Bad men? Who are you kidding? There's no such thing. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful here? I just arrived from the East. Well, welcome to the West, where men are men. Oh, goodness, another tourist. <laughs> Come on, Tex, we'll kiss the women and shoot the men. Just a minute. Did I hear you say you were going to kiss the women and shoot the men? Yes, put on a blindfold and stand over there against the wall. <laughs> Your heart. <laughs> what a shame with that trigger mind. All you can shoot off is black. Well, come on, Miss Vague. We're taking you with us and we're holding you for ransom. You mean I'm going to be held prisoner in some mountain hideout with no one around me all day but you two men? That's right. Get in the saddle. Oh, don't bother. I don't want any horses slowing me down. <laughs> now, I'm a warning. You don't try to escape from me, Miss Vague. Me escape from you? <laughs> well, he's new around here, isn't he? Well, come on, Miss Vague. You can ride double with me. Oh, if you don't mind, Mr. Hope, I prefer to ride double with Frankie. Come on, Frankie boy. I'll help you, help you up in your horse now. Here you go. Yep. Oops, threw him clear over, didn't I? <laughs> well, let's get going. Oh, give me land, lots of land on the starry skies above. Whee! Quiet, Miss Vague. <laughs> well, here we are. Fearless, this cave is our hideout. Hey, it's the sheriff. Yes, indeed. I'm all alone, and I've got your shack completely surrounded. Come out of there fast. Fast? <laughs> yes. I can't hold this position much longer. <laughs> okay, Hope. 
I got you covered. And I've got you covered. And I've got you covered. Well, fight it out, boys. And the one who lives gets to marry me. The one, the one who lives gets to marry yes. you? Yes. Grand job with us tonight. I'll drop over and see you a week from Wednesday on your new Max Factor show. And many thanks to Colonel Augustus Jones, Lieutenant Colonel Carl M. Prince, and Lieutenant Joe Bird. And the best of the best to all you patients, you wonderful guys here at Tawny General Hospital. You know, folks, weather sort of fools away his time in the desert. There's snow on the mountains, but down below, the wildflowers are in bloom, and the desert air conditioning would feel mighty good in the living rooms back east. But any man here would trade you all of Palm Springs for one remark from the doctor. Okay, son, you can go home now. It's the same way overseas. You meet guys who've seen the pyramids, Piccadilly, and Paris in the spring, but they'd trade the whole work for one little Z-mail letter from home. Because to a homesick soldier, a letter from home is a real lifesaver like a pint of plasma to a wounded man. And speaking of V-mail, let's use more of it. It's ideal for those short, frequent, and cheerful notes the fellas love to get, and it doesn't take up vital shipping space. It leaves more room for bazookas and bullets to knock off the forces that took our boys away from home. So what do you say, folks? Give your serviceman at least one V-mail day a week from now until V-Day. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.